there really is nothing better than that. She is as beautiful of a person as she is a flautist or flutist. That is your host, Delay Dale. Thank you, Henry. And that's Henry Kay, a Broadway star trapped in a corporate reality. A corporate nightmare is more like it. And this is Easy Mode, <laughs> the gaming podcast. Dale, you don't know how much that meant to me. I really appreciate you playing for me. I love that. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I did cut it short right before the, ah, because the mic yeah. wasn't going to pick it up. And I wanted you guys to, you know, kind of li- save bit your of ears. Well, do you want to tell everyone why you were playing Zelda's lullaby today on today's show? I am already about to cry. Ah, the whole so episode good. is about video game soundtracks, music, you know, all of that. Uh, I'm super excited. Something that Henry and I are both super passionate about. Like truly this episode is is our childhood so many memories not only for us but for all of the listeners you know music is something that's been with us our whole lives and we're going to talk about so many so many things so many impacts you know there's fun facts there are fun facts facts, and and there are um, references to songs and emotions and feelings music shapes who we are and it shapes our experiences and it even is like um i would say like markers for periods in our lives songs can be markers and really like reminders of experiences yep. in like moments um and that i will say mm-hmm. though the episode is already good because i started off by playing the I mean, that's so you know gonna, gonna be a, be a moment episode. i remember <laughs> and those hopefully the listeners will too but should we just get started um and start getting yeah. into this episode dale i'm freaking stoked let's play let's play um let's melody like, in that, that could have been executed better let's let's, oh, tune, let's tune in, in, in to this tune week's in. episode let's tune in good one that was great <laughs> We got there. We finally got there. (laughs) What music resonates with you? What memories does it invoke? Pain? Love? Triumph? Let's talk about what makes music so powerful. Henry, what to you makes music so powerful? What, what, give me your definition. I'm a big music person. I've done choir since I could in fourth grade and they finally let me do it. I sang in church. I yep. went to school for musical theater. I did choir in college. I love music. And I think mm-hmm. it's just a, such a big form of storytelling. And that's who I am sort of as an artist. That is like the venue of which mm-hmm. I choose to be and exist in. That's what I connect with. Um, and I think music is that. There's no, It's just an amazing method and form to do it. And it tells a story. And whether that story is those things you said, pain, love, triumph, it can be all of them. And I think that's what makes it so great. It makes you feel. I love your, okay, I love what you just said. I did a definition search because you know me, my data, but let's, t- let, I'll read to you what I wrote and everything that you hit. Music, what makes music so powerful? It's universal. Yeah. Infinite perspectives. Celebration. Providing meaning engages our emotions it also regulates our emotions um, we all just want to feel something and that was me being edgy <laughs> the key to creativity also celebrates our differences and unites us like music is so powerful it's just something that everyone yes. can enjoy um yes well those i mean all those things are right okay. but especially the universal language of music is probably one of the most amazing yeah, things music about is it universal language. you can feel something with a sound and there doesn't have to be a language. I mean, there can be like cultural inferences yeah. that maybe we don't understand or connect with um, or things that have to do mm-hmm. with like tradition and regional things. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, even sometimes it can supersede that. So 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talked about what makes music so powerful, but what makes video game music so powerful? Uh, so let me just give you a little back, a little backstory here. So video game music is specifically designed to motivate players while staying in that background, sets the mood and the tone of the game, keeps up a good rhythm, and never distracts the the game objectives. Can I speak? I feel like I just had an aneurysm like that last part of the sentence. Every episode, I always mess up the last five words. <laughs> so they actually say that if you're studying, you should listen to like, music from video games when you need music. You need to focus because the, the genre is designed to stimulate simultaneously stimulate your senses like five gum and play like blade, <laughs> blade. i didn't what know five I gum saying? was our sponsor dale <laughs> sponsor so it like bleeds into the background of your game in your brain so music has that ability especially video yeah. game music which is actually so cool when i was studying in university well before i realized that i couldn't study with music i would really less like listen to video game music uh some notable favorites of mine was you know try to listen to some really like the elder not the elder rings the, the skyrim yeah, soundtrack Scrolls. because it just felt so powerful and i'm like i need to i i gotta get through this chapter i gotta get through this course and it just made me feel so good and then i got too distracted in the music and i got nothing <laughs> you're done. like fusra dying your way through like your your science textbook that was my fault that was my fault also to everyone who listened to that section i apologize that i can't <laughs> read a sentence okay i can do math i can't read words <laughs> Um, yeah, so Henry, I love video game music. I know you have a little bit to tell us before I jump into these composers, which I'm so yeah, excited. Um, I mean, I just want to say that, yeah, have your moment. There, I just think there are so many ways that music exists mm-hmm. in video games. It could be like a theme song, it could be like a backdrop to like a new landscape you've just like landed or explored to, or and it sets the tone for that landscape. Like, I think the Hyrule Field song mm-hmm. in Ocarina of Time is a great example of that. Oh my God. It can be like the orchestration mm-hmm. and the arc to like an amazing battle, it can be like the mm-hmm. score to like a dramatic ending or a joyful reunion. Like, it exists in oh. many frames and in many aspects in video games, and I think. It no no aspect of a game would be fully complete necessarily without it. Before we get on to me talking about composers, did you hear about the controversy around video game no. music? So there are people, and by and these people I just don't understand. They don't believe video game music is actually music because it's not music that could be enjoyed on its own. So you found the music by playing a game. You didn't find the music like by itself. So there are people out there who believe that video game music is not actually music, which to that I say, have you ever listened to the Legend of Zelda soundtrack? Tell me you tell me you don't listen to that and feel something. Exquisite. Wait, do they not think like um, movie music is music? Do they not think like yeah, there's a lot of things that there's a lot they, of things that would fall into the same category. In a commercial? Yeah. Maybe it's just like the hatred of games, you know? Like we we always talk about like how games are so poorly and video games especially uh portrayed so negatively yeah. in the media. Like and they just were they're just like clinging onto something. Or maybe they're just like really yeah. spiteful and maybe they maybe they or have uppity, some problems. Stuck up. But yeah, that's the controversy. Give me the yeah. give me the names after the show and I'm gonna find these people. I'll convince them otherwise. <laughs> There's that laugh again. <laughs> okay. All right, Henry, I'm going to talk about some absolutely iconic who have made staples in the gaming world, in the, the soundtrack world. It's just like everything. I don't know any I'm getting like major gaming composers besides like when outside of gaming industry composers jump in. So please mm-hmm. tell me. I would love mm-hmm. to know. So the first one 
is Nobuo Uematsu. He had no musical training at None? all. He taught himself how to play. No, I he can didn't do have it, any. Ben. He taught himself to play the piano, oh, everything. Oh, never mind. And he's just, oh, you're not self-taught. No. You can't self-taught? We, we can stop that no, my okay. music journey right there. <laughs> so, yeah, so he came from nothing. You know how people, like, work their whole life to succeed? He's like, nah, babes, I got natural <laughs> talent. And he went on to freaking just, like, do amazing things. Most notable soundtracks. Also, he has a huge okay. repertoire. I was scrolling. Mm. I was simply scrolling for at least 15 seconds. Okay, that that's quite a lot. Uh, so Final Fantasy. Wow. And I put in my personal favorite by him, the Super Smash Bros. Brawl main wow. theme. Wow. Da, 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 da. Yes, that was you know, so good. It was so good. Yes. Like singing yeah. like some sort of choir. Yeah. How cool. Who was your main? A Princess Peach. Yeah. Was it Peach? Go back to episode one. Episode Peach? Okay. Episode one was your main. That's right. The next one is Jeremy Soul. And uh, he enjoyed video games and dreamed of ways to make the music more engaging. So this is an individual who's like opposite to Nobuo in the sense that he was working hard to like strive to achieve something. And uh, he he did it. He done did it. Uh, His most notable work is the Elder Scrolls series Skyrim. So when I was studying, studying quotations quotations, because I can't study. I can't study unless it's white noise. Um, that, that he wrote wow. that. He absolutely wrote that. So I love that because you know you you and I love Skyrim. We have so many memories with Skyrim and just like the music and the atmosphere, especially with those kind of games. When you're doing like open mm-hmm. world or like uh, RPG, the music is what makes it. It's also like part of like the yeah. role play. So Jeremy, you done good. We yeah. can stand. Well, okay, I think the, Sky- the Skyrim music and the Elder Scrolls series. When I think of that. From my perspective, I it fits in so seamlessly that it's just to me part of the whole experience. Like I can't say like currently I remember individual songs or individual themes or individual things happening because that score and that music I think in my brain just went into the entire experience of playing the game. Like yeah. as sort of like a yeah. different take on how those things fit and it's and they contribute to the whole in this like seamless way where you're not like oh this song is wow incredible like in the back. Like that I'm hearing because it's sticking no, out. It like fits it's part in of as the a experience. perfect puzzle. It, it, it immerses you. You know, I, I get it. I get, I get it too. It. And he got it. And <sighs> Good job, Jeremy. He got it. Jeremy, you freaking <laughs> got it. <laughs> and finally, I've got yeah. chills already. Koji Kondo, I freaking love you. He has worked with Nintendo since 1984 and he still does. So titles like Zelda, Mario, the classics. If you wow. read he most likely wrote the, the, the score. Uh, he stated that video games were the only medium where he could truly get the sounds and arrangements he enjoyed working I with. I love that. And the fact that his music is just so popular, it's made such a huge impact. Like the fact that Legend of Zelda, like uh, the Ocarina of Time, that slapped so slap hard. hard. Because whenever I listen to like the top... You know, music from like the biggest video games. It Zelda's is. always on there multiple times. He done did that. Koji, oh my god, wow. you are just an icon, um, a legend. Like fun fact for you about um, continue Ko- mm-hmm. about Koji Kondo because so the Ocarina of Time soundtrack and this because I'm such a fan of Ocarina of Time. Um, they were like one of the first games to use like a style of like music arrangement typically known with hip hop, and that's like sampling and like uh, shifting. So. Yeah. Ocarina of Time is one of the first games where that's really done and sort of like in mainstream gaming. So he would take 
um, samples from different CDs, samples from different um, orchestrations, choral singing, um, a lot of various things, and really combine them using techniques like clip them, combine them, and like create these the soundtrack to um, Legends of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and like use effects like pitch shifting and um, sort of create these mm-hmm. amazing, amazing orchestrations. Um, you know, there was some controversy around Zelda: Ocarina of Time um, using some traditional mm-hmm. traditional Islamic chanting and songs in the Fire Temple. Um, that was later removed from the game, but that sort of is an example of how he used sampling from various things he would find um, to create these this iconic soundtrack that we know today. And that's, you know, sort of something that started in hip hop, but has now like influenced gaming and um, Koji Kondo did it himself. And, you know, we still have those samples and themes in like those original, original samples in the newer Zelda games that we still play today. You know, just going back to that controversy, he did not realize what he had sampled yes. until afterwards. So when he found out, he immediately, like, they mm-hmm. withdrew those copies. They released the thing. So they were, like, very diligent because they don't want to obviously offend anybody or, you know, cause any disrespect. So I really, that's yeah. that's great. I do have the original, and I will say, when I heard the chants, I was freaked out. Like, the fire temple it was is scary. scary for me. As a, I mean, as a young of time, ass, the, right? the fear factor was up on some of those sounds and songs. It was. When when the night came down, you'd yeah. have a shield, and the, it was like, the oh, house in Kakariko Village, like, where the oh, spiders yeah. lived. Oh, hated going in there. Oh, yeah. oh the graveyard. Oh, everything. Oh, oh but the past graveyard. the windmill. Oh, don't even get me started. When you first, you know, after... <laughs> after the time shift and you have to like leave yeah. the inside of the castle and then it's like, and then, you, Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's continue. Good. I'm having a bit of like, um, so good. But, <laughs> you know, to just to the note on the success and the impact of um, gaming soundtracks. Well, but we're well aware that there are full orchestral tours around the country of mm-hmm. nothing but gaming soundtracks. So these orchestras and these arrangers and composers come together and like rearrange the music from these games. Um, of course, being very true traditional, but creating an experience based around gaming music and the music from specific franchises um, and just go on tour and play at some of the biggest music venues around the United States, Canada. I'm sure other countries as well. Yeah. Um, yes. Very popular. They came to my city and I couldn't go, but they sold out so fast because people who love gaming, they they know the yeah. local titles, you know, and I think if so I win, popular. I would just cry. I couldn't go. Yeah, to we were the talking Legend about this before one. we recorded, and we said if you and I had gone together, we would have said like hold it together. But we I would have cried just sobbing. hearing every song live in person by an orchestra. Every an song, like, literally, amazing. just like the first note. I, I yeah, we're both we're both big music fans, started. which is something I don't think we talk. We about. are huge like music fans. like we don't music talk about as this in stuff. like the art of music. Yeah, you the play art the art of music, flute. not just like we. In- yeah, the flute, as we heard, and then I, yeah, I, I do play I the choral flute, stuff. Yes. So, big music fans here. But back on point, some of the like shows that were toured were the music of Final Fantasy, the music of Pokemon, Assassin's Creed was one too. Final Fantasy actually had a few Ooh. tours, but I mean, as I mentioned, yeah. the Legend of Zelda tours would have been the ones to go to for me. They did music from Link to the Past, yeah. Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, which when oh, writing this, I. I mean, I'm aware of it, obviously, now, but I never thought about how music is actually, like, a very playable part of a lot of the Zelda games. Like, Wind Waker, you you have a conducting mm-hmm. element. Um, Ocarina of Time, that's, yes. Ocarina is an instrument. Like, that is just, like, the title. Yeah. And But there's also, yeah. but there's a lot of music elements across the Zelda franchise and, like, instruments, weapons, yeah. like, it's all... 
you could also make your own songs if you went to the scarecrow yeah. like you could have your own creativity like it was so music cool. was everywhere in yeah. the Zelda franchise again Co- you know freaking thank yeah. you so much koji like i you yeah, changed it really my life did impact our better. lives which is so cool to you think really about. did so much nostalgia I, if you ever hear this we love you we love you easy mode would love to have you Please. on the show um, do we have to learn japanese Okay, we'll figure it out that later. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. (laughs) All right. Well, just to let you know a little bit about video game music, video game industry, video game history is that uh, video game soundtracks have actually been very, very popular since the 1980s, Uh, especially in Japan. The vinyl scene had a big booming sort of gaming soundtrack scene. Um, which makes sense. Oh, um, I do know about the whole yeah, vinyl thing. Yeah, isn't that thing? cool? That's 1980s, cool. like, gaming music is popular. It was being sold um, since then. So very, very cool. Yeah. Of course, very physical. So very different experience than what we're used yeah. to today. Physical, physical, 80s. Okay. Yeah, in, research, in researching this episode in an article, well, there's this website called Enemy, N, the letters N-M-E. I'll link it in the details for the show. Mm-hmm. There is a um, columnist named Matt Ombler. He has a special... Um, sort of bi-monthly articles he posts it's called rock the space bar it's a column where he investigates and goes into the great music that underpins our favorite games i would definitely check that out because i got a lot of great research from that but also he had a lot more articles that i wanted to read that i couldn't fit in but i'm speaking of like um companies in japan and like companies like nintendo and konami they had actually some really fun and wild sort of weird releases of music because music of gaming was just so popular um, one of the first ones was, especially Nintendo, which is very wild to me to see today, was big on their music and big on releasing it. But they also did like adaptations of their albums. So at the time, like from in-house, like sort of bands and songs and music, like in-house uh-huh. sort of releases, they had a, um, they released the Captain Falcon, well, it's called F-Zero, but the game Captain Falcon from Super Smash Brothers, where he's from. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. They released a heavy metal guitar arrangement of one of the soundtracks. I listened to that, and that was a blast. It's actually really, really good. Um, but then Ooh. they also released a jazz funk adaptation of that same of another F Zero uh, whole soundtrack. They did a whole serious? album. Yeah, they did two whole albums. So, so they did they did the the Henry and exactly. the Dale. Because you know me, I, I do love okay, I was gonna say, I don't think I don't know if I'm jazz <laughs> funk, but yeah, heavy metal would be on my no, you're end. Definitely the heavy metal guitar. Um, yeah. But yes, they did that. And even Konami, this one actually really made me laugh because the I love the intention, but the execution doesn't always work. Um, but these are I'm gonna link these as well. They'll be in the article that I link. Uh, but they released because you can listen to them all together there. A very I'm gonna say very interesting hip hop version of the Castlevania soundtrack. What? I know. <laughs> I need to hear this. I need to hear this after the show. Because I know. It's very weird. But like. <laughs> was it, Did it slap? What, how, how many like slaps out of 10 would you give it? I would probably just give it a slap if I'm being honest. But <laughs> like the intention <laughs> oh. was there. But like when you think of like a, a country where hip hop isn't prevalent doing hip hop at that time. You, yeah. you know, you mm-hmm. probably know what you're going to get based on that sentence. <laughs> but I'm gonna link them. They're Slap they're it. very fun to listen to. I actually jammed out to the F Zero Heavy Metal one a little bit. The guitar I wouldn't say heavy metal necessarily, more like um, guitar metalish um, sound. They're, the songs yeah. are intense, and I'm like, yeah, this guitar really like slaps with it. But very very funny to me, like Nintendo doing that, like back then, and that music being such a big thing. Because now 
it's so Nintendo makes its music and its soundtrack so inaccessible. Um, just recently, Dale, they hit YouTube uh, soundtrack channels with over like in a lot of different YouTubers with over like thirteen hundred copyright blocks. So they oh, Nintendo yeah. as a company now is really cracking down on how its music is distributed and used across um, content that isn't theirs. Um, and I did a little yeah. research into it, and obviously I feel like they're. I mean, I don't know a lot about music law or um, stuff yeah, like it's that. It's complex. It's so tricky now. You know that they're trying to get like music from like way back in the day, like the early, the, like the very, very early stuff, like try to get that copyrighted now too. And it's like, what? Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's, I mean, I get it. The people should get paid, but it's like the composer's like dead for like hundreds of years. Like, how do you copyright yeah, that, it's, right? It's very so, interesting. So I tried to do a little research on like, why Nintendo is mm-hmm. doing this and why music from a lot of uh, Japanese countries is like difficult to like attain or listen to or like use in any sort of way. And I learned that has to do like a lot of difference between the United States and Japan. So um, I'm going to tell you like what uh, little I know. So in the United States, like music copyright law is very different than it is there. We allow like a lot of freedoms for like things like covers. Um, streaming sometimes has some different mm-hmm. rules than it does in a lot of other countries. Um, we're allowed to transform things. As we know, like YouTube copyright law, like if you take something and transform it, technically it's different. So like the owner can't strike you for it. Um, it's something we see often on YouTube. Right. Uh, but they don't really have that in Japan set up legally. Mainly, it's something called mechanical licensing, and it sort of like requires oh. like royalties to be paid for like any sort of use and or ownership or like anything like that. So like you really can't use that like at all. Even if you're like sampling, you get can't do that either. Um, so without like actually purchasing like a technical license. And the reason that this started was because um, when player pianos and sort of pianos that like play songs by themselves without like a musician or a score or anything like that came around, yeah. um, the composers of the original sheet music felt like it was unfair that they weren't getting paid for their sheet music not being bought. Um, so that's sort of where their laws, those laws yeah. stem from. So that's, the only yeah. way to get um, Nintendo music here in the United States necessarily would be by like actually having like a physical copy, like purchasing physical copies from Japan and coming to the U.S. with those physical copies, wow. like technically legally. Um, so that's like the yeah, because there's a lot. Of I mean, music yeah, there is a lot of line. You know, legal, but it, the internet, nothing's going to be inaccessible on the internet. It's all on there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. a lot of people really want to see this music come online and be preserved in a digital space so that everyone can access it. Cause I mean, actually right now they're not on, like you can't listen to that on Spotify. You can't listen to that anywhere. Right. It's not accessible for the fans or appreciators of music anywhere to listen to. So yeah. it's kind of sad that that doesn't I, exist I, I, to be available. Why can't I stream it on Spotify? I, I want it to be. I know it's very Spotify. sad to think like, about maybe one day they'll change. Everyone's like, really we, pushing them to. So I hope they day. listen. They really should. Um, yeah. But in that same vein, well. In a very reverse way, Square Enix actually <laughs> has added thousands of its classic songs and tracks from games onto an official Square Enix music channel on YouTube. So you'll be able to access and listen to some amazing Final Fantasy original soundtracks like that, like from old, old games. So they're really preserving their entire yeah. entire spectrum of digital library online for everyone to listen to and have access to and like now people who have never heard music from certain games will be able to see it online and sort of have access to something that before was not accessible to them. Yeah. You used to just live on like fan channels and stuff like that, but um, not anymore. 
And that's a fun fact. Yeah. By I mean, it's sort of two sides of the same coin there. And when I read the yeah. part about music being preserved and that sort of spectrum and, you know, we chatted a little bit about games that we don't have access to anymore. I like actually like fear the thought of those things being lost to the wind and never heard again. That idea and concept really scares me mainly because like games like Nintendo, I mean, these publishers don't necessarily have their full range of content available to play. I mean, Nintendo does release some things on like their online store, like their older stuff, but like it's not everything. Um, so like, how do we preserve mm-hmm. um, this art and music that has influenced and affected people throughout the ages? How do we do that? Cause I feel like that's, a, I feel like I could get really behind whatever anyone's idea to do that. Yeah. I would be super behind and I pledge my support to this preservation of digital um, gaming I, music. I would too. I totally would because like I want people to experience what we've experienced. Like think music. one day we can't and hear the Ocarina of Time no. music anymore. It'll be gone to the wind. I don't want to think. No, I, I, I will record myself playing it. So I'll always have it. Actually, I'm going to go burn <laughs> a few CDs music. and then uh, what else can I do to just preserve it? Like voice memos, <laughs> some tapes like of myself singing it, <laughs> like anything to keep you it alive. Could. You I'll could. do my part. We could, I mean, we could always go to those touring, like, uh, orchestras. Yeah, I guess. Right? <laughs> we don't even live in the same city. Maybe they'll do a digital one. Where do we be? Maybe they'll do a digital one. They should. No, they honestly should. That, that would, would be, be nice. Like Let's go. Yes. Henry, please share with me. Your favorite video game uh, I've been waiting for you to ask me this, but also I've been waiting to ask you, so I'm glad you went first. You asked me first. Okay. Um, so some of my favorite ones, when you mentioned working and getting things done, I sort of have a go-to for that. And that's like the Animal Crossing, like lo-fi or Animal Crossing inspired music. Or even like the... Oh, really? <laughs> very funny to say, but even like the... Oh, freaking, what's his name? The Naked Dog... In Animal Naked Crossing, dog? K.K. Slider. Oh, K.K. Yeah. Slider. Um, even like the K.K. Slider songs, like covers of, of popular songs. I'm a huge fan of. There's a YouTube channel that does that. Nintendo, don't take them down. Um, but I love, I love yeah. like an Animal Crossing sort of like living, living live sound while I'm doing stuff. That's a good one for me. Yeah. At night, Ooh. I listen to Stardew Valley. I love it. The Moonlight Jellyfish song puts me right to sleep. Big fan. Yeah, and of course. Okay. Love As we've that. already said, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, every song, banger, banger, banger. There's no misses on that album. What is a Metacritic? Oh God, no, is yeah. that what does music? What is the music for rating system for that? I don't know. I just know I Metacritic is just Okay, movies. wrong one. What's the Metacritic? Uh, whatever that rating system know. is for music, 10 out of 10, you beat every album that exists. And then, well, we Beautiful. haven't talked about it yet, but... It's b- real like IRL bangers like you could have dropped this song not in a game and I would be living Sonic okay. Adventure 2 I battle. feel like I know what <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to say that is the one song from my childhood that the I would first build. level um, freaking Escape from the City I mean there's a lot of amazing songs on there but Escape from the City freaking God. pop punk Okay. Yeah. Rolling around at the speed Just got sound. nowhere to go got all on my own well, it says follow my rainbow. So, hey, um, that that show was I mean, that's those songs were freaking hits. I want to shout out quickly. Toasty oh, Marshmallow. Yeah. I retweeted on the easy mode Twitter today. Toasty Marshmallow is a great TikToker, TikToker and Twitch streamer who does music and covers video game sound music often. And she did that song today. Made my day even better. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Tell me yours. I'm like Pop dying off. to hear. I freaking love this. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love this too. I just want everybody to know I think this is my I favorite episode. Love, I was like, far. I forgot made, how much I love made it. So many good episodes. I know, right? Oh my god. Also, listening to some of these again or even just like reading them makes me a little teary-eyed. Okay, so if I start tearing up, it's okay. So obviously, right off the bat, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. iconic everything i still like whenever i do anything i'm like oh my god and i just like okay am i an npc right you don't know <laughs> but then legend of zelda wind waker i i have like an emotional mm-hmm. attachment to that game because it's just so it's so good and i oh that soundtrack i it wish makes we could me feel play it in this episode but you know we don't want to get sued we don't want no 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 uh, then I want to talk about, okay, we talked about this back in like the Souls game and then the roguelikes. Uh, it's Enter the Gungeon. This is the kind of game where I listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack's available on Spotify, oh, wow. the whole Enter the Gungeon soundtrack. And it's made by one individual. So good. And every level that he has curated specially. What's it like? So good. And I'm like, okay, it's, I don't even know how to exper- like, explain it to you. It's an experience. What genre? Like no other. There's, there's fear. Or would you say? Um, it's more like. I, I, okay, there's, there's one where there's chance where he goes, don't, 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 and that's obviously not even in rhythm or in like the tune or anything, but like it's so good. And there's fear, there's like heartwarming, mm. there's triumph, there's boss battles. So, like, wow. doing this, I listen to that when I do it my Excel work, and it's like, am I going into battle Probably. right now? Probably. Uh, carrying on, one of my absolute favorite games ever. And if anybody has ever played this game, please, please tweet us because I want to know have you ever played Professor Layton? Because what? that is Professor Layton is a like a game I found on DS when I was younger. And the music, oh my God, I fell in love with the music. Like that game, the art, the music, everything, super nostalgic for me. And then kind of going off of that nostalgia train where, oh my God, even saying this, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, the soundtracks for those, ah! I wanted to be a lawyer so bad when I was listening and playing a those A lawyer? Games. You're always ready to I argue, so be you'd be great at it. I, I'm, it's because no, I'm always yeah. ready to fight, not argue. You're the, yeah, okay. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine. That, one was that is so the soundtrack. Good. I, You're right. And then f- finally, one of the, the ones that I want to, my absolute fave, I want to round it off Kirby's Dreamland. What's, uh, what platform, did, which console's Kirby on? I, I don't remember where I played it. I actually, I think I might have played it on GameCube. I think it was on GameCube, but it's like, duh. That's right. I only remember because of Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, it so is good. great. Uh, here, are, here are some honorable mentions. Maybe they'll trigger some nostalgia for you and to everyone listening. Bath time with Nintendo. Uh, no, wrong. Not me. <laughs> the title of Brain Age. No. What? Oh, is that the like the thinking song that came out for Nintendo 3DS? The thinking game. Yeah, it, yeah. The thinking I game. Was, yeah, yeah. It's I really like credit that game for my ability to memorize numbers super, super well. Oh, I've always had an amazing awesome. memory, but I think that one, like the one skill I have that I don't doubt is my ability to memorize numbers. And I think it's because of that game. I love that for you. And finally, a classic. The Wii Sports oh. main theme. That song's like on do that's like on TikTok. Oh my god, that is the best song. <laughs> Truly. So before we lose, you know, everyone listening to us, <laughs> to our bad singing and pitches, uh, tweet us and tell us your absolute favorite gaming soundtrack. We do want to know um, 
do you agree with this? Is there a game that we missed? You know, there were so yeah. many titles that we couldn't completely talk 100%. about. 100%. Like, like, also, like, I just want to shout out indie games. You always have amazing soundtracks. Way to freaking go. I don't know how know. you do it. Also, yeah. like, you, you just... Yeah. Games I can always count on to have good soundtracks are, like, 8-bit games or, like, those, like, pixel games. Oh, they yes! always, like, knock the soundtracks out of the park for me. Indie games, 8-bit so games. They actually are so good. freaking go. We need to give you an episode. Like, we'll come back. 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 It's like, welcome back, but also yeah. we'll come back. And we'll welcome you back onto that episode. Um, that's it for everyone. <laughs> we, I was just like, I can't think of anything besides about wanting to listen to these freaking soundtracks. That's it for us this week, everyone. Thank you for hanging out on this absolute blast of an episode. We enjoyed it and we hope you did too. We'll be back with... I hope you did too. Uh, yes, we'll be back next week with a new episode of Easy Mode. But until then, keep it easy. Mode? Yes, I knew I'd get you to do that soon. Yeah!